Hello, this is Robert Malone, and today is Monday, December 5th. Today's title is The New Medical Freedom by guest author Christian Nix. I first met Christian Nix at the Sovereign Man Conference in Austin, Texas last summer, and then again at the Total Access Sovereign Man Conference in Mexico City this fall. Christian's mix of professionalism, confidence, and empathy immediately put me at ease, and we began to dialogue about the state of medical care in the United States, as opposed to other countries throughout the world. He spoke at length about his training as a traditional healer in multiple disciplines, and I was really intrigued by what he was sharing. Christian truly has a different perspective than most on what it takes to heal a chronically damaged body. I suggested that he consider writing a substack about medical freedom and the state of medical care in the United States. This essay is a product of that discussion. Christian has studied and practiced traditional medicine for decades. He has lectured and taught about these methods at some of the best universities in the world. But what he has to say may seem strange to you, and some aspects seem strange to me. But please keep an open mind, because what we have for chronic care in the USA is not working. We need to expand our minds and worldviews and learn about different methods of staying healthy. Christian offers a different perspective on how to stay healthy, and I think that what he has to say is worth listening to. So, without further ado, The New Medical Freedom by Christian Nix. There are many important lessons to be learned from the last several years of COVID drama. Perhaps the most important of all is medical freedom matters. The idea that drug companies are allowed to create an injectable gene therapy, hide the ingredients from public disclosure, and remain immune to any legal liability for the harm that is now undeniably linked to their actions, as they roll in billions of dollars of profit, we should expect to see the masses wetting the guillotine. And yet no such outrage is apparent anywhere. Instead, there's a renewed determination to clamp down on any and all dissent. For example, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the select few physicians who laid his career credentials on the altar in speaking out about the dangerous madness of vaccine mandates for an illness with a 99.5% survival rate, may end up paying the ultimate career price. The medical authorities have moved to strip him of his credentials. What does medical freedom even look like in a world where officials lie with impunity and system-wide censorship is the new normal? What can a regular person hope to do in light of the fact that, well, we need doctors? We need a medical system we can trust, and we need to be able to rely on medical professionals for all kinds of care. What can you do to individually reclaim some medical freedom for yourself and your family? My answer may come as a surprise, but then my experience in medicine was far from ordinary. The modern medical system in the United States is a marvelous example of how to provide emergency care. But the incidence and prevalence of chronic functional conditions in the states provides a fairly strong indicator of where people are falling through the cracks or getting caught in the gears of modern medicine. Provided as a graphic from the CDC website titled Chronic Diseases in America, it indicates that 6 in 10 adults in the United States have a chronic disease. 4 in 10 adults in the United States have two or more chronic diseases. And that chronic diseases are the leading cause of death and disability and leading drivers of the nation's $4.1 trillion in annual health care costs. 
From IBS or inflammatory bowel syndrome to autoimmunity, mental health to metabolic disorders, not to mention all kinds of chronic pain, these and other chronic conditions have one thing in common. They almost all respond favorably to changes in lifestyle, diet, targeted exercises, and simple, safe home remedies and treatment. Unfortunately, a lot of health and wellness advice is so generic that it's essentially useless. The good news is, the majority of chronic conditions that don't respond well to modern medical protocols will respond favorably to targeted solutions from ancient medical systems. How do I know? And why should you care about what I have to say on this topic? In 1999, I began an odyssey in medicine few would have believed possible. I met and apprenticed with a curandero, a type of old-time natural healer, who gave me an excellent base for what would become my medical career. I obtained a license to practice acupuncture and Chinese medicine in 2005. And since then, I've lectured at places like Cleveland Clinic, UVA Medical Center, Stony Brook University Medical Center, and UCSF. I even created two hospital teaching clinics on two continents, including Mercy Hospital in Chicago. And I did all of this without going to any medical school as a student. The only reason any of this was possible in the first place is because... The system of self-healing I learned from my mentor works. Unlike modern emergency medical care, ancient medical systems have incredibly sophisticated ways of evaluating and counteracting the one category of illness affecting more patients than all others, chronic conditions. In fact, you could say that just as modern medicine is an almost magical system for handling serious health emergencies from life-threatening infections to serious trauma, Ancient medical approaches, like the one I learned, are equally as impressive in teaching patients how to target and even reverse their own chronic conditions. Of these two categories, chronic daily symptoms are by far the biggest unmet market need. That trend shows no signs of slowing down. Again, another graphic titled, The Number of People with Chronic Medical Conditions is Rising. In chart one, it demonstrates the number of Americans with chronic medical conditions from 1995 to a projected 2030 in millions. And it rises from 118 million uh, to 171 million in 2030 on a steady path. Ask any patient how they feel about taking medical prescriptions for their chronic conditions and the likely response is something like, I would love to get off of all of those pills, but what's the alternative? If your bank account will allow it, Expensive superfoods, supplements, nutraceuticals, and even radical so-called natural therapies like chelation and stem cell treatments are options. The problem, even for the rich, is that most diet and lifestyle advice is still incredibly unsophisticated and generic. Such as, don't drink too much alcohol, try to reduce your exposure to radiation, go for a walk in nature if you're feeling stressed, get your vitamin D checked etc. That's all fine as far as it goes. But real medical freedom goes beyond generic advice and expensive alternatives to modern medicine. Medical freedom means learning targeted self-healing methods that go way beyond the kind of generic advice usually referred to as well-being. To me, medical freedom means something specific. It means having the power to heal and maintain your body and psychological health without relying on modern medicine for simple, common, everyday complaints. 
At a minimum, medical freedom means government and private corporations don't get to mandate untested vaccines on an unwary population. I'll go even one step further. Medical freedom means using the modern medical system for the conditions it treats best, while avoiding any reliance on pills and sugary foods when self-healing is clearly a better option. Most people have no idea how to heal on their own without falling into the hands of our very dysfunctional medical system. Here's an example. Say you have something common like acid reflux. Are you really better off going to your doctor? Well, if you needed endoscopy to rule out the precancerous condition of Barrett's esophagus, sure, go to your doctor. High-tech early diagnosis is one of the marvels of our, med- our modern system. We should be grateful. But should you really take acid blockers simply because your doctor doesn't have any other option available? Don't you need your stomach acid if you want to have healthy digestion? Isn't the blocking of stomach acid the kind of thing that leads to other complications from opportunistic infections to bone density issues and even kidney disease as you age? These are just a few of the well-documented complications associated with proton pump inhibitors and H2 blockers, the two most common types of acid-blocking medications. If better ways exist to get your digestive system working again, wouldn't this be preferable to taking pills? In the case of reflux, simple food combining principles go a long way to alleviating the underlying organ imbalances leading to constant regurgitation of acid, bile, and half-digested food. Certain foods simply don't combine well with others. Take meat and potatoes, for example. The idea that meat and potatoes are somehow easy to digest is a total non-starter, especially if you have a digestive illness like reflux. Meat requires a lot of stomach acid. Potatoes require a more alkaline environment in order to break down. Put those two things together and you get a great big ball of mud in your intestines. When you build up stagnant food in your intestines like this, you also end up with something ancient Chinese medicine refers to as dampness. Dampness is exactly what it sounds like. Fluids and mucus are accumulating inside your guts, blocking the movement of blood and other organ functions. Getting dampness out of your body can be simple, but you need a medical model that actually acknowledges that such a condition in the first place. Modern medicine has nothing to say about symptoms of dampness because it is not even something your doctor knows to look for. The bottom line is, when you have something like chronic reflux, you're much better off learning how to get your organs working together again, not isolating stomach acid and then trying to cancel it out with pills. A basic understanding of how your digestive organs work together is far better for healing chronic reflux than taking pills to block stomach acid. Yet, not part of modern High-tech medicine is even remotely concerned with teaching patients how to read symptoms. To interpret what those symptoms mean about your organ dysfunctions and then subsequently canceling out your common chronic symptoms using simple everyday food combinations. None of that is part of our societal thinking about health and healing. And that's too bad because it creates a huge and unnecessary dependence on pills and risky surgery. Acid reflux is only one example of how modern medicine prefers a pill-based solution when the right targeted device would prevent a lot of complications. The truth is, your body's only own healing ability can be hyper-focused in a way that goes far beyond generic fad health and wellness advice. 
In fact, there's an entire system out there designed to help regular people like you read your body's signs and symptoms, and then adjust your lifestyle, diet, exercise routine in very specific ways based on your exact imbalances. No doctors in modern medicine are taught about this level of self-healing, and they never will be. But it works. In part two of this essay, I will share details on how you could identify the basic organ imbalances leading to something complicated like inflammatory bowel syndrome, one of the most common chronic conditions and a total nightmare for millions of people worldwide. Until then, regards, Christian Nix.